you ever wanted an example of how the Jags run defense and pass defense differ, this game right now is the perfect example of that. Once again, Jake Browning and the Bengals offense marching down the field after looking Middle horrendous to start this thing. Jake Just Browning is 17 of 19 for 178 yards in the first half. He just in the second quarter alone, had four passes of 10-plus yards that totaled 66 yards. He was perfect 10-plus yards down the field, 66 total yards on those four passes. It That's I, almost 200 yards at halftime. It ain't good. It's not good. And the Jags should have come into this game. I mean, this is what Joe Burrow maybe would have done. But you don't expect Jake Browning to come out here. Again, hasn't played horribly. Was all right last week, right? We talked about took no. a lot of sacks. Only been sacked one time so far today. 178 yards passing on 19 attempts in the first half. Our man's going to have 40 attempts mm -hmm. this this game. And you've got, you know what stuck out to me is that the middle of the field is just wide open. Trenton yep. Irwin, one reception, 25 yards, chunk play. Drew Sample, 11 yards. Uh, you got T. Higgins, two receptions, 25 yards. Trenton Irwin, 25. Tanner Hudson, 28 yards. Middle of the field is just right there for them. I, I mean, wide open. This is it, again. I guess sometimes live totals forty-eight and a half in this game. Gross. By the way, yeah, under That's a, a dead bet. Yeah, it feels That's okay. The under feels pretty dead right now. But bet. this is one of those games where it's kind of the opposite of like primetime weirdness. Yes, where it's actually gone well. Like you think an offense is going to look like. Just look. I mean, again, the, the Bengals started off. They had. They looked like a team that hadn't practiced all week. No. We're just like, what? What is going on out here? And all of a sudden, everything is clicked now. Maybe the Jags secondary is kind of a slump buster too. Yeah, I, I think you you talk about those linebackers. It's it's tough for uh, for them to be able to cover guys in the middle. Another touchdown. For my man Mixon. Joe Mixon we are in again. Win this fantasy matchup, in again. folks. We're gonna win it. So now, that's gonna, how many? the second touchdown of the first half, this time a two-yard run for Joe Mixon. This was 12 plays, 75 yards after a 92-yard drive from Jake Browning and the Bengals before this. Big so, game for Joe Mixon big game just when for I need him. But it's funny, right, because he's only got seven carries for 27 yards. Love it. But he's got two touchdowns. This is what we need, folks. This he's, is what we need. He's getting all the goal line. I mean, just wide open, too. Oh. I mean, just a huge gap for him to run through. Really just Right now, if you're the Jags, you're going to go into the locker room at halftime and go, the one thing, How the one we thing we die? do well is stop the run, and yeah. it ain't happening, at least when it comes down to, to the red zone. Comes down to the red zone. All right, we're tied at 14, a minute four to go, Bengals and Jags just a minute before halftime here. So looking at now where the, the playoff standings are in the NFL, and look, we still got a month left in the season. It's crazy to think, though, after tonight, we're heading into week 14 of the NFL. I know it happens every year, but I'll keep saying it. Holy crap, it's already week 14 of the NFL season. But the big win for the Rams over the weekend, obviously. that that To me Huge. right there, that's a team that, when healthy, is a playoff team. Looks like Puka Nakua is going to be back. He's got an HC joint sprain, but they're saying that they expect him to be back. He should be good, which at least if he's out there, even not 100%, it's a decoy. It forces defenses to at least keep an eye on where he is. But the Packers... On top of that, we sit in the seventh seed right now in the NFC, Trista. Get that big win over the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. So we've got ourselves a three-way tie from the sixth, seventh, and eighth spot. Oh, and sorry, also the ninth spot with the Seattle Seahawks also in there. All those teams are sitting at six and six. 
Meanwhile, we got the Falcons who are just kind of going to get snuck in because someone's got to win that division also at 6-6 six and six ahead of the Cowboys, but we know that's based on division, not record. Somebody's got to be a top-four seed, so it is what it is. But the last month of the season for the NFC, as much as we look at the AFC and the talent that's there and the teams that have a chance, maybe all the way down to, like, the 10th spot, and you could argue even right now if the Bengals win tonight and they're 6-6, six and six, the Bills would be 6-6, six and six, the Broncos would be 6-6, six and six, and then the Bengals would be 6-6 six and six if that's the case. A lot of back-end playoff races that are really, really intriguing and with some teams that are just starting to find a rhythm at the right time where, you know what, once those teams get into the playoffs, we've seen it before with the Steelers winning a Super Bowl, Giants both last Super Bowls that they won with Eli Manning. Sometimes it's just about getting hot right before the playoffs, and then that's when you hit a, you hit a, a, a really a good stride as you get into actual playoff games and you start winning them. Yeah, the Packers stick out to me. They really do. Six and six, they play the Giants. Then they play the Buccaneers, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. So they end up with two divisional games at the end of this joint. And I tell you what, they look right now outside of the Lions to be the mm -hmm. second best team in the North. Right? You look at them, they're what, the seven in the seventh spot, yeah. right below the Vikings. And that Vikings Packers game is going to be very, very meaningful mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve. That could be for the playoff spot. But here's the thing. Their offense, Jordan Love, is looking just almost mistake-free. Mm -hmm. A.J. Dillon is starting to run the ball a lot better. We saw him gash the Kansas City Chiefs. Christian Watson looks like a legit wide receiver, red zone threat. Had two touchdowns yesterday against the, the Super Bowl champs, the reigning champs mm -hmm. and the MVP, Pat Mahomes. So their defense is coming to play, getting crucial stops. Now, I know that there were some penalties in there that weren't called. Right. But when it came down to it, did we expect that game to be competitive, even though it was in primetime? I really didn't. I thought maybe first half, Green Bay would stick around, hang in, and then the Chiefs, like they do a lot in the second half, turn on the Jets and beat the hell out of them. So they look really, really good to me. Over the last five games, Jordan Love has two picks but has not thrown a pick since November 12th against the Steelers in that loss. They've won three straight. He fumbled the ball twice against the Chargers before that. So you've still had a couple of games within that range, range where there have been some turnovers. But this is really the key. It's the last two weeks. Like, we saw some flashes right against the Chargers, threw for 322, had a couple of touchdowns, and then you went, oh, did he, did, is something, is there something there? And then it's what they did on Thanksgiving. In that standalone game, we know how important Thanksgiving is. A lot of eyeballs, a lot of pressure on that team. Rivalry game, 22 of 32, 268, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. Again, against Kansas City, another standalone primetime game, Sunday night football, 25 of 36, 267, three touchdowns, again, no interceptions, no fumbles. The key with Jordan Love now is he's not turning the ball over and it's keeping drives alive and they're able to finish these drives. You're getting, like we saw, right, it was like first half versus second half, Jordan Love. Packers were a mess in the first half. Second half, totally different team. You're starting to see him in the fourth quarter at least. They, you know, they had a couple of comebacks and it was like the, the Saints earlier in the year is like one of the ones that, I, that stands out to me. But now when you're, 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 you're keeping the turnovers to, at this point, a zero, a big fat zero, that gives you so many more opportunities as, oh, Trevor Lawrence just sack. took a monster sack with 35 seconds to go in the first half. Ooh, no, you're right. And what you're seeing is 
production from the quarterback position mm -hmm. in a time where nobody expected it as they move on from Aaron Rodgers. So I think that they are legit. And you mentioned this during the break. The Rams really do look like they have a lot of what it takes as well. Yeah. Right? Puka Nakua looks like he could win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Aaron Donald still in the mix. Like Matt Stafford, when healthy, we know he can still give you the business. Mm -hmm. Sean McVay, one of the best at play calling in that same mm -hmm. little tree, that same mm -hmm. shin. Yeah, Kyron Williams steps oh, in. Oh, yeah. And he ends up just becoming minus 350 to take him anytime touchdown. And he's just been back two weeks. <laughs> Over rushing yards for him uh, every, every week time. now. Every time. It's yep. a lot. It hit again. 63 and a half. That, yep. was the, that was the staple of the week. He went over again. So, yeah, I think right now, that, I mean, you just look at the teams that are, I feel like Seattle's going to kind of be the team oh that God. gets left out. Uh-oh, what duck. is it? Oh, what in Calvin the Calvin Ridley, you needed Oh, Oh, and he dropped it. Oh. Wow. Did Trevor Lawrence just get hit on that throw? I think he did. I mean, he had to have. I look yes. away for one second, I look up, and I'm watching a duck flap in the air. Yeah, he, he got hit. He was basically, he fell. Okay. He fell, picked it up. You'll see it you here. You see the actual replay he fall, here. He, yeah, okay, he falls, so he picks fumbled the snap. Yep. And it looks <laughs> like he's slipping. Pressure's coming. Steps off of his back foot. So he duck. didn't really get hit as much as he just... Had to get the ball out of his hands because the ball yeah. was never really set in his hands, and he just launched it. It was an arm punt, basically. Yes. So. An arm punt. That's a good way of putting well, it. Well, we had a we had a spot for a while where it looked like the Jags were in a pretty good position. If the Bengals win this, favorites at one point. This is. I mean, Bengals were plus. I know. Should have taken the Bengals plus eighteen and a half in that moment it was sitting there. Even the sixteen, like all that, because right now, if you're the Jaguars and you lose this game at oh. home. To Jake Browning and the Bengals, oh, that's a major on. indictment on really regression from this team. Even though we saw some, you, you kind of saw them starting to pick up steam over the last couple of weeks. But I, this is what you get. It just feels like week in and week out from them. And on top of that, I mean, they're not stopping the run. They're well, the weirdest eight and three team, are they not? Like, yeah, you just they really can't are. Trust them. I, I trust them more than I trust the Chiefs right now. The Jags? Yeah, but I still don't really know what they are. We talk about the AFC and, and the playoff picture. Mm -hmm. the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are just such a strange team, too, <laughs> at 7-5. and five. I'm like, how are you right there? And now it's Mitchell Trubisky starting for a couple oh of weeks now, God, which is certainly not going to make things any better. Why? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, the back end of the NFC is one thing, but, I mean, look at this back end of the AFC. Big win for the Colts, obviously, over the weekend and overtime. The Texans are sitting at 7-5 and five with them. Broncos blew it, blew it Texans losing that are getting game. In. It, it, Texans are getting in. If I had to go one or the other right now, Texans or Broncos. They're not losing another game these it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it, does it? Like they're they, so resilient. They almost won that other game two weeks ago. They would have made that kick to send it to overtime against the Jags. Here's their schedule the rest of the way for the Texans. They're at the Jets, which they I th which they're – what are they favored at? This I want to say it's – Hold on. I got it. Oh, yeah, six and a half. Six and Texans six-and-a-half-point road favorites at the Jets this coming weekend. Then they're at the Titans after that. Definitely a winnable game. They, they're home against the Browns. Good defense, but we know – don't have the offense. Don't, they don't have, don't have the keep. horses to keep up with yep. them. Uh, then back again hosting the Titans and then at the Colts to round out the season. I mean, this is a team that could win. What are they at right now? They're they're at seven wins. 
Yeah, they're seven and five right now. They could be. They, they could, could be win 12, ten games. They, yeah, they could be at 12, least 10. 12 and five. It's tough to beat a team twice, though. So they could division. lose to the Titans and the like. They've yeah. already beaten the Colts. Maybe they lose to. The, I mean, they could end up. It could be something where they lose to like the Titans and Colts at the end of the season, both, and they miss out on the playoffs just because it's. Here's the only thing. The win total was six and a half yeah, this year. Yeah. That's crazy. Tank Dell being out for the year, though. That's rough. That's brutal for them. Nico really Collins hurts. season, though, need him for the fantasy. What do you have, 191 on Woo, Sunday? Oh, my goodness. So it's going to be even more Nico Collins. But that does obviously hurt because you want to have more than one receiver, obviously, right? Like Puka Nakua not being 100% for the Rams, still helpful. Like, you, you, you know, as, as much talent as you can have out there, even if they're not fully healthy, you know, the defense still has to respect the talent that's there. So losing Tank Dell is a major problem for them. But, I mean, yeah, they should win at the Jets. If they can beat the Titans one of these last two times, whether it's at Tennessee or the second-to-last game of the season, New Year's Eve, 1 o'clock Eastern, where they're hosting the Titans, and then they round out the season at the Colts, the Browns mixed in there in the middle. I mean, they, right. yes, they could lose to the Browns. That Browns defense could get after C.J. Stroud and force him to you know, throw some interceptions, make some mistakes, whatever the case is. So That's going to be a low-scoring game. I yeah, think. I think it is, too. I'd be curious to see what they set that that total to there, just, just simply because you're, you're looking at this going – the, the Texans shouldn't be here. Yeah. And they're playing with house money, and that's a great spot to be in. Even if you kind of go up and down the roster and go, can this last the entire season? Right. And it feels like yes. Yeah. Even without Tank Dell, you've got Noah Brown, who's really good when he gets healthy. He's been very banged up. Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz, he's banged up as well. Robert Woods was very sure-handed in the beginning of the season. He's still there. He's a starter. Like, they have... A lot of dudes. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they have to replace Tank Dell, but you just probably rely on more Nico Collins. And, and C.J. Stroud has shown already that he's a quarterback that can make everybody around him better. And that, if you have a quarterback that can do that, that was obviously Tom Brady was a quarterback like that, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the elite quarterbacks of this generation, m really most of them, if not all of them, you could make that argument yeah. with, without really any doubt that they made everybody around them better. So C.J. Stroud is already starting to show that. So, yeah, the question now becomes, like, maybe who steps up in that role, right, like you said, where, yeah, you're going to have a lot of Nico Collins, but there's a certain point where you're going to need a little bit more, and maybe it's just kind of a matter of they start running the football more, right? Yeah. A little more Damian Pierce and even Devin Singletary in both ways. But, I mean, if you look, Dalton Schultz is their third leading receiver, and then it's Noah Brown and Robert Woods. I mean, maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe you just go to Robert Woods, the old vet. You know, yeah. and he starts getting some more targets, and that's kind of where you fill that void as best you can for Tank Dell. But still, yeah, definitely without question, that's a major loss for them there. Yeah, I'd love to know what uh, what folks who cover this team are are saying in terms of where they're going to go and who we should be targeting props wise. Because without Tank Dell, Tank Dell was a major, major component uh, of of what they were wanting to do in the red zone. Steelers rest of the way for them. They're sitting at seven five also. Uh, Patriots, that should be a win because the Patriots can't score. But then after that, you're at the Colts. I think the Colts actually win that game. Colts? Yes. I mean, because I, I just don't know. Mitchell Trubisky, can they do it? They, no, come they, on. Uh, what are they going to do offensively? They got nothing. Unless they were obviously running the football, that'll change things. Uh, they've got the Bengals, who right now, Jake Browning's a Pro Bowl quarterback. What the hell is going on I here? I have no at idea. At Seattle, at the Ravens. Much tougher schedule at the end of the year for the Steelers. So, and that's what a lot of this is going to come down to on the back end of the, the, these playoff races here for these teams. Some of it's just strength of schedule. Who, who totally. they're going to see. We'll look at some halftime numbers and props next. It's BetMGM Tonight.